0: Servant Warrior Radio. Real. Radical. Relentless. Relevant. This is Servant Warrior Radio. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Servant Warrior Radio Podcast. Jeff Searcy here coming to you appropriately enough. From Forward Operating Base Alpha, Southeast United States, here in beautiful Marietta, Georgia. Hey, if this is your first time listening to Servo Warrior Radio podcast, welcome. I am absolutely pumped that you are hanging out with me. Servo Warrior Radio is open 24-7, 365 days a year for your convenience. Hey, we got a lot to get into today. And in case you're new to Servo Warrior Radio and the podcast, I want to let you know where I'm coming from, and the burden that is on my heart. That is the the soul and souls of America. I'm on a mission, and one that I hope you will join to reach as many as I can with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ, as well as offer a a podcast and a resource for you that's a little bit different. Now, I love politics. I love policy. I love the strategies. I love diving into the weeds of the wise and, and dissecting what's going on all around us. But i got to tell you, I'm going to do my best to bring it and do the show on God's terms, not mine. Why? Well, because I don't want to be a part of the noise. I mean, there are plenty of people screaming about how bad things are. And while I'm very, very disappointed in the direction this country is headed, I'm I'm not surprised at all. Why? Because the truth is in God's Word. It's about encouraging with the truth. It's also about equipping and and teaching and learning and challenging, even sparking some thought. Yes, I'm going to be honest with you. I will periodically get into what's happening across the country and what's going on around the world. But my hope and my prayer, my goal and my intent is to do it from a different perspective. Now, in the latest podcast podcast. Of Servant Warrior Radio, I talked about the things that we all face at some time or another. Things that are common across the board. But if you didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast, Common Across the Board, make sure to click on it as soon as we wrap up this episode. Anyway, in the podcast, I said I was going to do a series based on the commonalities that we all share. But just as God is prone to do, I feel like I have been redirected. Uh, and I th- I really think it's going to be redirected in a good direction. I'm going to get to the series and talk about the commonalities that we all share. But I really felt led to change course for this episode. One thing that you're always going to get with me is you're going to get candid transparency. I'm going to be really honest uh, with you. I have been under a major spiritual attack recently. And, and while I'm certainly not worthy of the devil's time, I have a feeling that he likes to call on some of his operatives to create discouragement and doubt and inflict as much damage as they can. I got to tell you, they did not spare any rounds when they opened fire on me, and they opened fire on me often. The attacks reminded me of the harsh reality of what we as believers, and really guys in general, face on a daily basis. So I renewed my goal and I put this on my heart and mission to reach guys of all ages where they are, empower and inspire them to be who God's created and called them to be and to be the spark that ignites the fire among men across the country and, and around the world to get battle ready, to armor up, to put on the armor of God and to get ready for the war that they find themselves in each and every day and to take the fight to the enemy. So how do you do that? Well, not in the way that we traditionally think when we're talking war and battle tactics. Well, you know what? Thinking about that, actually, that's not true. And we're going to get into it a little bit later. I want to read to you from the message translation of the Bible, if we of God passage, but I love how the message puts it in the translation. It says, God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best material, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life-or-death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shooting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's Word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in the ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Wow, I mean, what an unbelievable, I mean, I love that translation. So think about this. The way we as Christians, we the way we engage the enemy is done through very similar tactics when comparing to the traditional aspects of war, especially hand-to-hand combat. But it looks nothing like what you might find on any battlefield or close order fighting. We, servant warriors, we absolutely engage in close combat, but we do it, actually, we're called to do it, in a little different manner. And we'll talk about that in a few. Hey, I got to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to talk about close combat God's way. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You are listening to Servant Warrior Radio. Hey, Jeff Cersei here, host of the Servant Warrior Radio podcast. Join us each Tuesday and Friday for a podcast more potent than a cup of java and more lasting than a five-hour energy drink right here at ServantWarriorRadio.com. We are back, Cersei here. You are exactly where you're supposed to be, right here, listening to the Servant Warrior Radio Podcast. Now, we were talking before the break about combat and warfare, and the fact that we're in a battle each and every day, not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That is from the NIV translation of Ephesians chapter 6. Now, one of the things that our military learn during their training and throughout their military career, especially if they are in a combat unit, is how to handle themselves in close quarters, hand-to-hand, mano e mano If you ask a Marine, either actively serving or a Marine no longer on active duty, as we are always Marines, what their primary job is, they will tell you that it is being a rifleman. Their military occupational specialty, or their MOS, is their secondary job. But every Marine is, first and foremost, a rifleman. And the mission of the Marine Corps Rifle Squad is to locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire and maneuver and repel the enemy's assault by fire and close combat. I mean, don't don't you just love that, man? That's like the greatest. Now, our charge and mission as men of God, as servant warriors, as Christians, is right in line with the mission of the Marine Rifle Squad. Let's go back to the passage I read earlier out of Ephesians 6. In fact, if you have your Bibles uh, and you're able, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10-18. through 18, And let's quickly break it down. By the way, I'm going to be doing an entire series on this in the coming months right here on Servant Warrior Radio. Uh, so get ready and we're going to dive into it deep. But today we're just going to scratch the surface. But we will definitely hit on something very important and a spiritual military tactic that is absolutely deadly to the enemy. That enemy is Satan. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But if we look at the mission of the Marine Rifle Squad, locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire maneuver and repel the enemy's assault by fire and close combat. If we take the last part first, repel the enemy's assault by fire and close combat. Ephesians 6, 10-18, tells us exactly how to do that. Look at verses 13-17. through 17. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and... With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That is ultimately repelling the enemy's assault by fire. In other words, the weapons of God and the full armor, talked about in Ephesians, and close combat, our interactions with others, and really how we handle the trials of this world and the struggles of life. It is absolutely close combat, primarily in our interactions with others that we're going to talk about today. Effective close combat is one of the deadliest tactics we, as Christians, as servant warriors, can deploy to flat out kick the enemy's tail and hit him right where it hurts, What am I talking about? You ask. I mean, here it is. The devil's tactics and weapons are the things of this world. And like I said earlier, I'm going to do an entire series on warfare that is unlike anything that you have ever heard. So make sure that you keep your eyes and ears open. Hey, better yet, stay alert. Satan uses things such as arrogance, pride, Status and judgment to create separation among people, among God's children, among our brothers and sisters, and thus making them and us easy prey for Him and His operatives. Divide and conquer is one of the most effective tactics. Why? Because we're the ones delivering it. And if we don't recognize it, we will continue to be the weapons that He uses to deploy His own tactics. Now, I know you got to be asking, what do you mean, sir? See, this doesn't make any sense. In John chapter 15, verse 12, Jesus commands us to love each other as I have loved you. Who did Jesus hang out with and gravitate to during his earthly ministry? That's right, the sinners. I mean, want to know what irritates and hurts the devil the most? when we love our neighbors as ourselves, when we share the message and love of Christ with those shunned and turned away because they don't look like us or act like us or they've messed up or made mistakes, we must remember that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that none of us could be saved if not for the unconditional love and grace of God. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. And what's one of the ways that we locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire maneuver and repel the enemy assault by fire and close combat? It's by hanging with sinners. Hey, listen, don't go anywhere. You definitely don't want to miss this. We will be right back. You are listening to Servant Warrior Radio. Welcome to the Blade side of Christian music and talk each and every Tuesday and Friday right here at ServantWarriorRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Stop, stop. Welcome if back I'm to Servant a a Warrior red, Radio and Forward Operating Base alpha. alpha. Jeff Cersei here. Hey, before the break, we were talking battle tactics and how the mission of a Marine Corps rifle squad applies to our calling as Christians and as Servant Warriors. As we left, I said the one way that we locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire maneuver and repel the enemy's assault by fire and close combat was by hanging with sinners. Here is a reality. Satan doesn't want Christians hanging with sinners. And I think that's absolutely laughable because we're all sinners saved by unconditional love and grace of Almighty God. What's even more laughable? Actually, it's more heartbreaking is when the church doesn't want Christians to hang with sinners. I mean, aren't we charged by Jesus Christ to go and make disciples of all nations? And if we're called to make disciples of all nations, wouldn't that mean that they're not already believers? And very likely, they're sinners? Uh, We'll tackle that subject on another day, but today we're talking about warfare and the tactical weaponry that we, as servant warriors, as Christians, can let loose on the evil one and really rock his world while fulfilling our call to share the message of Christ and the good news of salvation to people in our homes, neighborhoods, communities, and across the globe, all by loving them as Christ does. So today we're going to really talk and we're going to dive into this thought process, and subject of hanging with sinners. And we're going to be working out of Matthew chapter 9. So if you have your Bibles there and you can, if you're if you're driving, uh, then I encourage you to go and, and read through Matthew chapter 9 when you get home or wherever that you're headed to. Um, but if you got it available, go ahead and turn. Chapter 9, we're going to be working through verses 9 through 13. Now this is the calling of Levi, and it's a pretty familiar story. But more so in than in the calling of Levi, I really want to focus on how the Pharisees reacted to Jesus' hanging with sinners. So let's read out of Matthew 9. As Jesus went from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. i got to be honest. There have been times in my life where I have been very cautious myself and cautioned by others about hanging with the wrong crowd. In fact, one of the things my mom always told me uh, was that I was going to be known by the company I kept. You know, I really didn't understand at the time, but how true that is. And I've held that as a tenet of mine throughout my personal and professional life. And, And I will tell you, I have said that more times than I can count to my two sons. However, I am so thankful that Christ didn't hold that sentiment as his mantra. Now, a number of years ago, I got a message from a good friend of mine warning me about an individual that I had had a conversation with. And according to the information my friend was given, I was going to be affiliated with the individual in question. The person I spoke with told me of their serious like and judgment that led to some really bad choices. And despite the fact the person had repented and was not condemned but actually forgiven by the one, the only one, worthy of casting judgment, the scarlet letter remained. Now, the information that my friend received regarding my affiliation, it was 100% inaccurate. And despite the fact that I appreciated the spirit in which the warning was sent, it really struck a nerve in me. So much that I was compelled to write about it and it fueled the Holy Spirit's fire in me and really put a conviction on my heart. Because as I sat and I thought about the warning from my friend, who was only looking out for my best interest, I came to grips with some hard realities in my own life. How often have I come across or heard of people who've made bad choices, who lied, cheated, broke the law, even worse, or even casted them aside? Rather than seeing them as someone that should be cast aside or condemned, I should see them as someone who is in need of experiencing and knowing the grace and unconditional love of Almighty God. Because here's the reality. I've done the same things. I I am no better than anybody else when we talk about bad choices, bad decisions. I mean, we have all done things. Now, here's one thing that, that we have to accept. We don't have to condone the sin to love the sinner, because that label sinner is one that I carry as well. Here's what I have to accept. I've got to accept the reality that if I'm going to be true to the calling that God's put on my heart, that being the the soul and souls of America, that I don't get to be particular about who I reach out to. I don't get to be particular about who I share the gospel with. Do I engage or take part in what the other person is doing? If it breaks the law or goes against God's word, no, absolutely not. I definitely don't. Do I do what I can, though, to share with them the good news of the gospel and what Christ did for them? Absolutely. Throughout Jesus' ministry, he didn't spend all of his time with church people. In fact, he spent more time with, and he loved, only as an all-sufficient Savior could, those society-deemed outcasts, unclean, unworthy, In fact, when the disciples were asked by the Pharisees why Jesus ate with tax collectors and sinners, Jesus overheard and responded by saying, It's not the healthy you need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. We are assured there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's out of Romans. We're told don't judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's Matthew 7, 1 through 2. Know this. The wrong we see in others, Jesus sees in us. Our challenge today and every day. Is to be open to opportunities to share the grace and unconditional love of Christ and the good news with other sinners. Remember, the devil wants us to judge others. He wants us to look down on those who wear a scarlet letter. He wants us to uh, to, to look down and cast aside those who have made mistakes and bad choices. He wants us to look down and cast aside those allowed to them who have allowed themselves to be lured into dark places where the devil can destroy and kill and control them as a matter of fact if we're truly honest we will see ourselves in those same situations but here's the thing if we don't recognize this is a tactic from satan we very well could be the ones keeping the door to eternal life closed for those we could have loved as christ loves think about it remember the tactics that satan uses discouragement confusion, discontent, pride, arrogance, division. He loves to attack us, and He loves to hit us where it hurts. Here's the deal. One who loves us and died for us, He's got all we need. Now, there comes a time at the end of every show that I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Christ. I mean, that's really the ultimate goal of this thing, and that's what God's put on my heart, and that's the ultimate goal of this podcast. If you have never had a relationship with Christ, but feel Him tugging at your heart, don't miss the opportunity for a God-centered course change. Give your life to Him, and we can do that in just a second. Now, if you've had a relationship with Christ, but you have allowed the world, the desires, you've allowed your heart to be led astray, but you're ready to rededicate your life to Him and start anew, whether for the second time or the 700th time, he is so faithful, and He is the God of unconditional love and forgiveness. He is so glad you want to come back home. If you fit either of those descriptions, or you're either of those people, would you pray with me? Lord, thank You for Your love and Your grace, neither of which I deserve. Forgive me for judging others. Please help me look inward before I look outward. Please give me a humble heart and spirit so that I see the plank in my eye before I see the sawdust in my brothers. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I am a sinner. Forgive me, Lord. I ask you to come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I am. Give my life to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, you have made the greatest decision of your life. You have also made yourself a target. While the devil will come at you with all he has, his weapons are no match for those of the Almighty. Get in God's Word and make sure to get hooked up with a group of believers. God never meant for us to go on this earthly journey alone. Hey, I can't wait to hang out with you next time. Until then, keep it real, radical, relentless, and relevant, and put on the armor of God each and every day. This has been Servant Warrior Later.